and shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I'm glad that God resides in the Most High. Amen. But more so we, amen, abide under the shadows of his wing. Grace be unto you and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we say that it's good to be here. Oh, come on, somebody. It's good to be here. Amen. Amen. God has been good to all of us. Amen. And we can never get to the point where we can't thank him for being, amen, good to us. Amen. He's better than good. Amen. And he makes no mistakes. Amen. For he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Grace be unto you and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we say that it's good to be here. We greet you in the marvelous and wonderful name of Jesus the Christ, who is the head of all of our lives. I'm glad he took time to, to wake us up this morning. Come on, somebody. He, he took time to ensure that you have all of your needs met. Amen. Amen. And he took time to ensure that, that, that you can get here and praise him the more because he's worthy to be praised. Amen. 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 Again, we greet all of you all. We certainly want to thank everyone who were able to make it out to, amen, this week uh, during our, um, uh, our association events. Uh, amen. We thank all of you all as well as those who made it out to the Friday evening. Uh, we know that God was good in the makings all week, and we thank him so much, and we thank all of you all. Amen. I don't see Reverend Pearson, but she preached from the depths of her heart. Amen. 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 And we thank her so kindly. Amen. We also want to thank all of those who were able to partake on last week as we celebrated our uh, missionary anniversary. We thank Sister Stern for a job well done. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. You can give us some praises. Amen. 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 For a moment, I don't want to beg your patience too long. It's good to see all of you all. Amen. If you haven't told the person next to you that you love them and there's nothing they can do about it, just go on and let them know that. Amen. And there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Sometimes we got to remind each other because Jesus said, love you one another as I have loved you. Amen. So we have to love one another. And sometimes it's good just to tell you I love you. Amen. And there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. That's an order from the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's a word from the Lord. Amen. I need your prayers and your amens. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 40. A very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. Amen. If you have Isaiah chapter number 40, you just put your hand there for a moment uh, so that we can go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. God, again, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We trust and depend on you because without you, we're nothing. Father, right now, we need the presence and the manifestation of your Holy Spirit, that you would manifest in our hearts and in our minds. Give us clarity of your holy word that we can go on and see what the end is going to be like so that we'll be a witness for thee and tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus Christ and what you did for us on Calvary, but more so what you did that early Sunday morning. You got up with all powers in your hands. And you told us before you left, go ye therefore and preach and teach. Give us preaching power and teaching power so that somebody would go out and say, what must I do to be saved? And they will receive salvation through your holy preached word. We ask in the marvelous name of Jesus the Christ and for his name's sake we pray, O oh Lord. Amen. 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 Isaiah chapter number 40. Are y'all there? Amen. Amen. 
We're going to just look at, amen, uh, two verses. Chap uh, chapter 40, verse 28 and verse 29. And we'll pull our subject from verse 29. Verse 29, 28 says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Verse 29 said, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Amen. If you don't mind, look at your neighbor. Amen. We're going to pull a subject this morning to tell you, your neighbors, God will give you strength, God will give you strength. to make it through. Amen. Amen. God will give you strength uh, to make it through. I want to put a subtitle, amen, on that, uh, to make it through what you're going through. Amen. God will give you strength. The word says that he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. God will give you strength to make it through what you're going through. Uh, saints of God, have you ever needed supernatural strength from above to face a situation head on but didn't know how or what or how to pray to God to ask for help I submit to you in that there are going to be times and moments in which we all will become weak weary and unready to to stand up against that in which we are going through in life make no mistake about it sometimes the pressures of life will push us into a corner, rendering you helpless to move forward. Even so, there are times in which a hundred voices will call your name, pulling you this way and that way, thus making you feel paralyzed at times to answer the calls and causing you not to know where to turn or where to go in life. You see, it is the trick, the scheme, and the scam of the enemy to make you stay grounded in weakness, crippled by limitation, and saddened by failed attempts in your efforts to get ahead and prosper because of the favor of God. I need your prayers and amens. Good, we'll know this deception is a trap. It is a stronghold that ensnares the children of God, especially those who are not content with their own present state in life. The Bible instructs us that we must learn to be content in whatsoever state we find ourselves in. The Apostle Paul learned that lesson whereby he says in Philippians 4.11, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Holler back at me, somebody. Amen. But this is not to imply that we should be satisfied with, bound, with being bound by the devil or content with the complacency or mediocrity, thus not fulfilling the call of God on our lives. And so we are to work to improve ourselves while at the same time remaining totally dependent on God. It is said that God allows thorns in our lives to refine us, to, to keep us humble, and to be sure he gets the glory for all that we go through. Therefore, no matter what you're up against in your life, do know this, God is still on the throne. 
Come on, somebody. No matter what you go through, trouble, pain, or heartaches, God is still on the throne. And so if we're going to get the strength from the Lord to make it through in life, David, then this, the first thing we must do is that is trust him in your time of weakness. Come on, somebody. If you want the strength from God to, to, to make it through what you're going through, you got to trust him in your time of weaknesses. Notice what Isaiah says in verse 28 and 29. He says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard the everlasting God, the Lord? He goes on, he says, The creator of the ends of the earth fainted not. Come on, somebody. Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He goes on. He, actually, he talked about what God is not. He says, but God will do this right here. He'll give you, come on somebody, he'll give it power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases in strength. In other words, when you want to give up, you don't feel like you can make it on your own. Isaiah says this right here. God will give you strength. Is anybody here other than me need the strength and the help of the Lord? Amen. He goes on. He says, see, my brother says, without a doubt, all of us in here are going to go through some ups and some downs in our lives. Know this right here. Good people will have bad things to happen to them. And bad people will have bad things to happen to them. For so many of us, life will throw all of us a curveball that will cause us to become weak and weary. Even though some of us will, will throw a pity party and cry like a baby. But then, when your pity party is over, will you be ready for God's help? God will say to you, like he's saying here in the text, don't you know, have you not heard who I am? The everlasting God. I'm the creator of the universe. I'm not a child. I'm not a schoolboy. I'm God. Who do you think you're fooling? I'm God. I, I hold your breath in my hand. I, I created your body. I, I heat your blood. Just enough to keep you alive not so to let you die who else do you think who, who, who else do you allow to control your life if it's not me then who I love you I, I create I have your pity party God is saying I, I, I love you I create you in my image I am that I am goodwill as hard and as difficult things may be in your life don't let the devil Continue to fool you into thinking that God has forsaken you. No matter what you go, what, 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 what you got to, but no matter what you got to trust God and nobody else in your time of weaknesses. You see, when life confronts you with moments of tours and snares, just know that God is still there with you. Never blame God for the trouble and pain and disappointments in your life. But instead, know that no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And Jesus said, I will never leave you. Come on, somebody. I need some help in here. No forsake you. It was said, that, but you got to trust him in your time of weakness. It was said one day that a father took his child for a walk in the neighborhood. 
The father decided to veer off from the usual course of their walking path. Brother Scott, the father took his daughter into a path where she was not familiar with, where, where there, there was building the houses she was not familiar with. The father then looked down at his daughter and asked her, do you know where you are? The, Lord, the daughter looked up at the father with her hand in her hand and said, no, father, I don't know where I am. The father continued walking into a strange place with people and voices that the daughter did not know. Again, the father looked down at his daughter and asked, are you afraid? The daughter looked up at the father and said, no, father, I'm not afraid because you are with me. My hand is in your hand and your hand is in my hand. I stopped by here to tell somebody that God is still leading us along the way in life. And when you don't know where you are, you, you don't know what you're going through when you feel trouble. I want you to know that just keep your hand. Holler back at me, somebody. In God's unchanging hand. Like that little daughter looked up at her father and said, No, father, I don't know where I am and I'm not afraid because my hand is in your hand. Is there anybody going through something in here this morning and you want to just look up at the father and say, Lord, I'm glad my hand is in your hand. That's why the choir just told us if it was not, I'm on somebody, I made it this far. Is anybody in here can say, I made it this far because I kept my hands in God's unchanging hand? Ooh, I made it this far. I can look up. It's dark and gloomy around me. I'm troubled on one hand and afraid in another hand. But if I look up with my hands in God's hand, I, I ain't got to worry about trouble. I ain't got to worry about being afraid because the Lord will fight my battle and he won't let anything come up against me. You see, even though you can't see, you can't trace him, you, can, you, you can't see him, you can trace him. Why? Because if it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you be? If it had not been for God, awful would be our case. But thank God, I made it thus far by the grace of God. Come on, somebody, look at somebody and say, you made it thus far by the grace of God. Trust him or keep trusting him in your time of weaknesses. Here in this book of Isaiah, we see that it is divided into two parts. In chapter 1 through 39, it warns of the impeding judgment that is to come to the people of God because of their stubbornness and rebellious ways. Yet in chapter 40, Isaiah is sent to the people of God with a message of hope and a brighter day ahead of them. Notice what God instructs him to say to his people in verses one and two. Pull your Bibles out. In verse two, one and two, he, said, he says, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saints, uh, uh, saints for your, 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 your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity uh, is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. Goodwill in like manner I stop by here to encourage somebody in here that just like the people of God in our text, God wants you to know that if, in that if you trust him in your time of weakness, 
He will give you power and strength to make it through what the enemy is taking you through. Even though you messed up, you did some wrong, and perhaps you are you are going through what you're going through because of your own fault. But God in verse 1 says, I want you to know God in verse 1 says, if you're going through something because you messed up, God in verse 1 says, your iniquity is pardoned. In other words, he said your sins are forgiven. And so before you give up and pray, before you give up, pray, Lord, help me not to quit, but keep running the race of life faithfully that I may find strength in you. Somebody in here needs to be encouraged, goodwill. That God is waiting and wanting to offer us strength in time of need. But you got to trust him no matter what. Here in our text, Isaiah reminds us in that he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Goodwill. Brothers and sisters, never be afraid to pray to God and ask God for his strength fall upon you. Oh, I think I need to say that again. Never be afraid, Luke, to pray and ask God for his strength to fall upon you. You see, sometimes you just have to throw your hands up and, and bow your head and say a prayer, Lord, I, I trust you. Please help me weather the storm I'm going through. Come on, somebody. Let me say that again. Sometimes, Linda, you got to throw your hands up and you got to bow your head and say, Lord, I trust you to help me weather the storm. I'm going through. Come on, somebody. I know you're going through something. I ain't trying to get you to cry about what you're going through. I'm just trying to get you to put a praise on what you're going through because God is with you and he's going to give you the strength if you faint not. see sometimes you got to say Lord I trust you amen and so secondly if we're going to receive if you're going to receive the, the strength of God to make it through then secondly we must know that God knows what he is doing good well I want you to say God knows what he's doing secondly more let's go to God see goodwill as crazy and messed up things may be in your life this world and in this world God knows what he's doing even though you may be at your lowest in your life and the devil is taken through through trouble on the other hand first Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 says fight the good fight of faith because God will give you strength in your time of weakness make no mistake about this I'm almost finished here don't make about this as follower of Jesus Christ as we do his will trouble will come our way but the good news is in times like these God still knows what he's doing even though you may be asking God Lord what good can come out of this come on somebody Isaiah wants us to know that in the latter cause of verse 28 in that God knows what he's doing notice what he said has thou not known Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the end of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. He says, he says, there is no searching of his understanding. God knows all about what he's doing. The fact is, we don't know what he's about, what he's doing, but, but he knows. As well as if we look at verse 28. There are some things we should already know about God. 
And that is, he is everlasting. In verse 28, we see God as the sovereign God, the everlasting creator. Isaiah says, hast thou not known that the everlasting God, the creator of the earth, there is no searching of his understanding. He wants us to know that God understands things in and during times of which we cannot comprehend. And so, since God understands things in times of which we don't know about, then the one thing we must realize, and that is, we can't hurry God. Come on, somebody. That's the third point. Goodwill, as crazy and messed up things may be in your life in this world, God knows what he's doing. Even though you may be at the lowest in your life, and the devil may be taking you through trouble on every hand. First Timothy says, fight the good fight. Because God will give you strength in the time of your weakness. You see, as followers of Jesus Christ, trouble will come our way. But we know that God will still be with us no matter what. I wish I had somebody under here who could praise me with God. That, that no matter what, God will still be with you. But you can't hurry, God. The good news that in times like these, he knows what he's doing. Even though you may be asking God, God, what good can come out of this? Isaiah wants us to know in the latter clause in that God knows what he's doing. Notice what he says, have you not heard? Then he goes on and says, there's no search and that's in his understanding. So as we look at the, the, the text, there is something we should already know about God. And that is, he's everlasting. Isaiah is telling us that God knows what he's doing. In Psalms 90, Moses describes the eternity of God by saying, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth of the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And so Isaiah reminds us that God is the everlasting God. He wants us to know that God knows. Come on, somebody. What he's doing and what you're going through. Therefore, he's not bound by the world clocks. He's not bound by the world's schedules and daytimers, but that God lives in the eternal now because he's God. He lives from everlasting to everlasting. And his timing is perfect because we know he is, because he knows what he's doing. And so when the hiccups of time comes to an end, God will still be God all by himself. This theological truth is made perfect a practical point which is to remind us that God time is perfect or I think I need to say that God's time is perfect he's never too early and it's never too late but he's always right on time because he knows what he's doing good will please know this God's time is perfect how long did it take him to come to see about Moses after the rain and after the flood. But still, the time was right. <laughs> His time was right. He showed up for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego while they were in the fiery furnace. But still, or right on time. He didn't show up for Mary and Mad Martha until after Lazarus' death and sticketh in the grave. But it was still right on time. That's why I love the old song by the Chicago Mass Choir that says, you can't hurry God. You just have to wait. Trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes, you can't hurry God. 
No, you just have to wait. You, you don't have to worry. He may not come when you want him. Come on, somebody. He may not come when you want him. I wish I had somebody who'd been crying last night. Somebody, and you don't know how you're going to get out of what you're going through. I want you to know that he may not come when you want him. I wish I had somebody who's having a tough time in their life. A tough time on their job. And you don't know what to do. But you been praying and praying and trusting God. The strong of that process. He may not come when you want it. Is there anybody here who's going through something? The doctor report doesn't look good. And you've been praying, God, heal my body. God, bring me out. He may not come when you want him. But I want you to know that he's always, he's always right on time. 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 So take your burdens to the Lord and pray that you that He cover your hearts and then and give you strength in the time of need. Because you can say, Lord, I don't know what my future holds, but I'm hopeful that my future includes you. Come on, somebody. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I pray that if I keep my hands in your hands, you'll be with me in that great getting up. I wish I had some praises in here because God, and you can stand up and say, Lord, you know all about my burdens. You know about my situation and my circumstances. So Lord, give me strength to make it through. I'm waiting on God by saying and praying, Lord, I surrender my all to you because you know I can't make it without you. So comfort my heart. Give me strength to make it through. Lord, if you give me strength, I can move on. Lord, if you give me strength, I can have joy to overcome my pain, joy to overcome my heartache. Why? Because we may endure for a night. But if you keep your hands in God's unchanging hand, and you look up like that daughter looked up and said, Lord, I'm not afraid. Because my hand is in your hands. And before you know it, joy will come in the morning. Is there anybody here glad that you prayed last night? And when you pray, although your prayer may not be answered, but in the fullness of time, your prayer is going to be answered. Why? Because he may not come when I prayed last night at 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, at 6 o'clock. But I know when he comes and my prayer becomes answered, he's going to be right on time. Right on time. Right on time. Is there anybody in here who needs the Lord to give you strength? Is there anybody in here who's going through a rough time and you feel like giving up and calling the grits? I stopped by to here to encourage somebody that before you give up, before you call it quits, don't let what the devil taking you through get the best of you. But, but, but keep your hands in God's unchanging hand. Because Paul says this right here. He says, my grace is sufficient for my strength. My strength. I wish I had some folks in here who may be weak. He says, my strength. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Come on, somebody. Most gladly. God is with you. God will give you strength to make it through 
what you're going through. But you got to trust him in your time of weaknesses. You got to trust him, goodwill, in your times of the time you want to throw the towel in. Still trust God. Because Isaiah said, they that wait. Come on, somebody. They that wait on the Lord. Shall what? Renew. Come on, I wish I had some folk in here who can praise God by saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. And he'll give you strength to mount up. Come on, somebody. Strength to mount up. Well, I wish I had somebody in here. See, when you're down and out and you don't know what to do, that's when you get down on your knees and you pray to the Father and you tell him all about your trouble. Tell him all about your pain. Tell him all about your heart. Don't give up and don't get in. And when you, when you don't give up and give in and you keep your hands in God's unchanging hand, Isaiah said he'll give you strength that you can mount up. Come on, somebody. You can mount up. You can look down at your trouble, down at your problems, down at your pain, down and say there is an expiration date on this because God is going to work that problem out. He's going to work that pain out. He's going to work that situation out. He's going to work that relationship out. Come on, somebody. And you can flap your wings. I wish I had. So I wish I had somebody. You can hold. You can hold. working it out he's working it out goodwill mount up come on the difference between come on somebody an eagle and a buzzard is that a buzzard feeds on dead things but an eagle rise above and it looks down at the blessing that God has for him and when he wants what God has for him, he swoops down. Come on, somebody. And snatches it. And take it to a high, higher than high. I wish I had somebody in here who said, I'm tired of looking down at dead stuff in my life. But I'm going to look. Whoo, <laughs> somebody. I'm going to fly down and get the blessing that God has for me. Because he's going to give me strength, Adrian. Somebody needs to know and be encouraged. Verse 1 and 2 says, in that verse of Isaiah, he wants us to speak gently to his people and let them know come on, that the troubles are over. After the war, your troubles are over. God has a blessing for all of us. 